0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to In Session, our weekly podcast, um, talking about everything that's going on in Annapolis at the General Assembly with our senior reporter, Miss Danielle E. Gaines. I've hello. Asked you, hello, Danielle. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Feeling a little feeling a little. We're doing this very early in the morning for those unaware. So I think Danielle is very tired.
1: It is a little early, and I'm in a shared office, so at some point we might hear some people in the background. But Who do you share
0: an office with?
1: Uh, I work in a room in the basement of the State House. It's called the Press Pit, and there's about 20 desks for other journalists down here. So there's people from a number of different newspapers. Um, The Herald-Mail sits next to me. The Daily Record is in this room. Uh, Maryland Public Television, a few others.
0: They put you in the basement.
1: It's actually nice. It's it's not too bad. There's a is big it like window. a
0: man cave? Is it? it <laughs>
1: like I mean, they it's they a little, little <laughs> dank. <laughs> but it's good. We like it that they way. We have a
0: pool table and a big screen TV with video games.
1: Nothing on that order. <laughs> Nothing.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is the first week you've been there. The we kicked off we kicked things off on Wednesday, I do believe.
1: Yes. Everything started okay. on Wednesday. A lot of pomp, a lot of circumstance, lots of people coming from all across the state to see what the lawmakers are up to.
0: Um, sort of as a, as an overall, just you know, feeling after the first three days. Um, how do you think it went? Was it just like like you said, just too much posturing, or was there a lot <laughs> that got done?
1: It's been good. A lot of the first couple of days are just organizational meetings. Greetings from the governor, um, people getting back together, starting to file bills. Um, there weren't an enormous number of pre-filed bills this year, um, but those will start rolling in soon. The Senate president was reminding people to get their bills in the hopper just the other day. So it's a little quiet. Things will really start picking up next week, I think.
0: You you covered this last year, too, right? You were in I did cover last year. year, yes, yeah. Um, was last year your first year in Annapolis?
1: Last year was my first full year. I covered a portion of a session for a different newspaper a few years ago. That's how I met Bethany, our former General Assembly reporter.
0: Is is there, um, you know, was there is there really any difference for this first week between this year and last year? Or Is it all just kind of the same, you know, reacquainting everybody with everything? Is it
1: it's kind of the same every year. You, you get really excited for it and you come down here and everyone's kind of bustling around, but when it comes Mm -hmm. down to it, um, you know, there's not a lot of committee hearings. There's not a lot of bill hearings going on. All of that Mm -hmm. stuff kind of starts next week, I would say.
0: So when that stuff happens, this is of course the obvious (sighs) question that we want to get to, uh, what's going to be some of the key big things going down this year in Annapolis?
1: So there are going to be a few big things, um, already this week. Um, the, Uh, Legislative leaders, Mike Miller and Mike Bush, who are both Democrats, um, pushed off a potential vote on um, veto overrides to next week. Um, There's a good chance that it'll be pushed off again next week. But for now, things are scheduled to start those conversations on Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, The biggest one in those is the Maryland Open Transportation Act of 2016 I don't know if that's the right title I'm trying to look it up real quick um, but basically just, it <laughs> go ahead. just make it up it's fine. <laughs> but basically that was a bill that would require the governor to um, rank transportation projects based on certain criteria and then if he chose to fund things outside of where they ranked on a statewide basis he would have to write a written explanation as to why um, mm-hmm democrats supported that measure republicans were against it we've already kind of um been down this road last session um actually that that bill was already overridden last session Um, but the governor has asked the um general assembly to consider an emergency repeal on it that doesn't seem like that will happen Um, but this week senate president mike miller did promise that his chamber would be taking a look at some ways to change that bill. Um, the biggest veto override that's kind of under consideration is for a bill last year that um, required electricity providers to increase their renewable energy sources to 25% by 2020. Um, mm-hmm. The current standard before that was 20% by 2022. Um hogan said that a rate increase to pay for that would amount to a tax on citizens and so he vetoed that measure that um passed by a veto proof majority last year so i think it's just a matter of timing when that vote will actually take place Hmm. other go ahead
0: no i'm sorry i I interrupted you go ahead
1: i didn't have anything good colin (laughs) oh good
0: that's great (laughs) so i guess we're done now no no um so then how, well, what, how, how about the mood? I mean, w- with these people, you're talking, th- these things you just kind of outlined, it seems like there's still a lot of heated positions on, these, on both sides of the aisle. Um, does everybody seem like they're gonna get along? So
1: the mood is interesting. Um, I mean everyone is getting along. Uh, everyone does always get along. There's always a it's tremendous three amount of days, <laughs> <laughs> I know Well, there's always a tremendous amount of respect shown between lawmakers. Um, you know nobody's really kind of going to the gutter during floor debates or anything like that. but um, you know there were opening comments by the different lawmakers. And, um, you know, Governor Hogan and um, Senate President Mike Bush or Senate President Mike Miller um, had a nice exchange in their chamber on opening day talking about how they were going to work together in a bipartisan fashion. Um, but at the same time, they both also um, have made comments indicating that they're really going to stick to their guns and, and try to do what they have in mind. So it will be interesting to see um how they kind of bridge that gap. And of course, um, the relationship between um, House Speaker Michael Bush and Governor Larry Hogan is a little bit more frosty. And Mike Miller even talked about how he's trying to get them to mend their relationship, meet more often, discuss things. Um, so we'll have to wait and see if that happens as well.
0: You know, that, that kind of... That leads me to this, this is kind of interesting, especially on a nationally, on a national scale when it comes to politics, everybody's so divided and everything is really contentious. Um, and I think we, we all kind of have that sense of exactly how contentious it is, because my goodness, it's contentious when yes. when you get to national politics. When you look at the state of Maryland, where we are in, comparatively, Um, Do you see it? Is it as contentious as it is nationally within the state of Maryland? Is it less contentious? Is it more like do you think there's more of a possibility for the lawmakers in this state to work together than there is? You know, because right right now nationally, it feels like nobody's ever going to work with anybody again. (laughs)
1: Um, I really couldn't say, um, you know. Within the General Assembly, there certainly were lawmakers who um, very, very strongly supported Donald Trump. There were lawmakers who very strongly supported Hillary Clinton. And it's interesting to come into a session kind of still just coming off of the election because it was um, just so hard on some people, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Here in Maryland, um, you know, I think some of the Donald Trump supporters are a little bit in the minority with their party. Um, I think mm. most Republican lawmakers have, you know, come around and are really excited that there's going to be a dem- uh, that there's going to be a Republican um, president and a Republican governor at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But they didn't all support Donald Trump at the very beginning. Um, Larry Hogan, you know, through Election Day, didn't um, support Donald Trump. He wrote in a vote for his father instead of voting for the Republican candidate. Um, Hmm. He has said now that he's going to go to the inauguration. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, Republicans are really encouraging that everything needs to be done to make sure that our state with so many federal workers has the best relationship that we can with um, the Trump administration. Um, But I think... I don't know that the mood is any worse or better here than, you know, anywhere else. I was talking to, um, Senator Michael Huff after one of the floor sessions, and I kind of just jokingly asked him, um, if he had any, you know, friendly across the aisle advice for Democrats in Washington, DC, being that they're in the minority in both chambers and, you know, no longer have a democratic president. And, um... I I thought he could have actually just said, no, I have no advice and kind of laughed and walked away. But (laughs) he did say, you know, he has practiced for years and years being in the minority in the General Assembly and said, you know, you have to find areas where you can work together and focus on those and kind of steer away from the other things where you don't get along sometimes. And then on Mm -hmm. the things that um, you'll never see eye, eye to eye on, you need to fight to the end. And so that's the advice that he gave, um, which was really interesting.
0: You you wrote earlier this week, and I, I, I want to touch a little bit on the mood of the Democrats too, because I'm I'm sure like they they're coming in kind of feeling bruised and battered after last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you wrote this week, and Senator Ron Young, uh, he he, you wrote this. This was his quote, and this was about Larry Hogan. He's talked about working with us. And we haven't seen him at all in the last two years. It kind of sounds like Ron Young, um, you know, isn't that optimistic about the bipartisanship, or at least the, the relation, any relationship with the governor? Um, yeah. Go ahead. Um, well,
1: that that's something that you know a fair number of Democrats said, I think um, the speaker said something similar in a radio show on the morning before Mm -hmm. the session started that you can talk about being bipartisan, you can talk about working together, but then you have to actually do it. And so I think Mm -hmm. there's a mood among some Democrats um, questioning whether or not that will actually happen.
0: Is it a sort of defeatist attitude that a lot of the Democrats have coming into this year?
1: I'm not sure, it's hard to tell. I know, you know, Senator Young, talked about trying to get um, meetings with the Hogan administration and said that he was shut out. I don't know, you know, this was a meeting some time ago, a couple months ago. Um, So I don't know if that was a scheduling conflict or or what, but the reality is that, you know, he's still upset by it. And so Mm -hmm. those things kind of carry on and impact that ability to work together, I think.
0: Hmm. So there's no sense of new me, new you, or new year, new me. (laughs) kind <laughs> of kind of like so we're coming in optimistics from the go now everybody's still kind of a little jaded
1: well I would say that Republicans um
0: yeah Republicans are probably pretty happy right now yeah
1: so from what they told me um they're pretty optimistic on Tuesday both parties have big kind of luncheons in Annapolis where they all get together and talk about what they want to do this year and talk about um you know where they want to go. Someone called it a rah-rah session. Someone called it a pep rally. And the word from the Republican gathering is that it was very positive. You know, there's a Republican governor, Republican president. Um, They feel that they have some protection from, um, you know, attacks on Governor Hogan or his policies, given his approval rating, which is about 74%, and that they're just not going to allow debate. To become about the 2018 election in this state, they're going to focus on this year. They're going to focus on getting some bills passed and creating good policy.
0: Hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, everybody seems to be happy. Then this will be we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about nothing but happiness this year. That's what's going to happen. I, I want to talk about <laughs> your column that ran today. Uh, for the, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to be live today, it is, our producer just alerted me that this this podcast is gonna go up today. So read the Frederick News Post, everybody, shameless plug, yes. and read a uh, Political Notes, which is Danielle E. Gaines' column every week, and I was, I was reading it this morning before coming in, and uh, we talked a little bit, or it talks a little bit about McClellan, it talks a little bit about, and I know, I think we have some audio about this, um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I don't. Should we listen to the audio first? Can you set this up, Danielle, and then we can we can yeah, uh, talk well, a little bit? Yeah. Well,
1: so I talked about how a lot of the opening times in the session are about pomp and circumstance, and one of the and ceremonial and one of the things that they do every year is they have a session dedicated in the house to remembering members of the house who died in the past year. So that happened on Thursday this year, and. Um, as most people who live in Frederick know, Doc McClellan um, died in November. He was a delegate for our county for 16 years, and um, Speaker Mike Bush ended up reading some comments about him. Actually, I wouldn't say reading. He went off the cuff with some comments about him.
0: <laughs> and now we're going to hear those real quick, and then we'll be right back to talk about them.
2: Sure. Uh, the last person we memorialize is uh, Dr. James F. McClellan, who served in the House of Delegates, uh, I will uh, do uh, that That person. I think it was only Joe Valerio and Delegate Hickson, a few of us that remember uh, Doc McClellan. But he was bigger than life. He was from Frederick, Maryland. He served on the Council of Frederick, Maryland. He came to Annapolis. He was the Uh, Chair of the Frederick delegation, then became chair of the Western Maryland delegation, ultimately became the vice chairman of the Appropriations Committee. Had this deep, gravelly voice, and uh, you always knew he was in the room. And uh, he was a veterinarian by trade, and uh, would sit and tell some pretty gory stories at dinner. Uh, His son was a lawyer who served. And the firm of Eisenberg and Katzenberg, of course, after they announced McClellan, they bring Bubba Smith on. So, you know, they were Bubba's lawyers. So one night we're in the Lowe's Hotel and Doc McClellan's in there with Bubba Smith and his son and uh, having dinner and everybody's coming over. Doctors, uh, you know, hold in court. One of the great things that uh, Doc did, aside from, doing the trail in Frederick with $600 million, uh, park and trail, uh, which he secured as vice chair of the appropriations committee. Uh, and, uh, but he worked with everybody and, uh, he was out every night, held court at the Lowe's hotel and, uh, he wasn't afraid to imbibe in the few of the more exotic, uh, drinks in Annapolis. And, uh, but when he ran out, he would scream to the waiter, more soup, more soup. So they, instead of giving him soup, they, of course, ran over and gave him a drink. So uh, it became the call of everybody that went to the Lowe's. More soup, more soup. It was the only thing they ordered from the bar, soup. <laughs> so, uh, you know. He he came to Annapolis as a lobbyist afterwards, representing the veterinarian. He was appointed to a couple boards by uh, then-Governor Glenn Denning. But he was one of the most beloved members of this chamber uh, and a very close friend of uh, the former speaker. And uh, for those who knew him, you can't forget James Doc McClellan. So, James, wherever you are today, ordering soup, remember the House of Delegates, is always, be part of your legacy. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> well, you knew Sorry. him, right, Danielle?
1: Yeah. So the story was kind of funny because I actually um, got to know uh, former Delegate McClellan, through the liquor board, which he was still serving on when I arrived in Frederick and reported on that as part of my beat. So it gives you a little taste. There were a number of former members eulogized. It was really interesting to hear the past stories and the people who came before.
0: Now, he seemed to be an oversized sort of uh, personality, very affable, very likable. Um, Do you have any Personal stories of covering him that that really stand out to you? Any sort of maybe memorable quotes he once gave you? <laughs>
1: um, not that I can remember off the top of my head, but you know, More he was soup? just a very interesting man. He was—he <laughs> never asked me for soup. Um, he was just a very interesting man. He was very dedicated to um, Frederick. Um, on top of serving on the liquor board for a number of years um, and dealing with some pretty important issues there he also served on the county fair board for i believe 66 years
0: Hmm. wow that's incredible yeah if i i'm not making it to 66 i'm telling you that right i'm not going to make it to 33. (laughs) um so i want to wrap this up a little bit by looking forward um and moving forward to kind of what's next and i want to kick that off because another thing you wrote about in today's column Again, in the Frederick News Post, fredericknewspost.com. Buy it today. <laughs> it's what a dollar. We have Best online dollar subscriptions. You'll spend, yeah, <laughs> go. You know, just steal the paper. Um, I shouldn't have said. No, don't do that. Don't steal the paper. I'll, <laughs> I'll get in trouble for saying that. The hunt for hotel project money. Uh, Governor Larry Hogan next week is supposed to introduce uh, his proposed fiscal 2018 budget, and there, this, this is going to have a role in whether or not. Uh, the city of Frederick gets some money for the hotel. Is that not right?
1: Well, it will have some role in how the city of Frederick gets money from for the hotel, mm-hmm. and if. Um, last year, as, as you know, I wrote about it a lot. Um, Democratic members of the county delegation tried um, to pass a bill that would have extended Maryland Stadium Authority uh, bond funding for the public infrastructure and conference center portions of that project proposed in downtown Frederick. That bill was never able to pass out of committee because there was just too much local consternation over it, and the committees were unwilling to get involved. In the end, mm-hmm. um, budget negotiators, so the Budget Conference Committee, um which is the group that kind of looks at the budget passed by the House and looks at the budget passed by the Senate and then resolves the differences between the two versions, they ended up inserting language into the capital budget which allowed for um, $7.5 million funding in the fiscal 2018 budget and in the fiscal 2019 budget. The fiscal 2018 budget is what will be introduced by the governor um, most likely on Wednesday.
0: Um, and getting into next week, uh, are there is there something that sticks out to you that, that you're looking forward to diving into the most? I'm assuming business is going to pick up next week as opposed to this week.
1: Things are going to pick up. I haven't had a chance to um, look at the committee schedules yet, but our delegation is holding their first meeting this morning. So they're starting to talk about whether or not they want to put forward any bills as delegation measures. Um... Bills that have the support of the full delegation in their county are generally passed by the broader general assembly um, as a form mm-hmm. of local courtesy. Um, so they're starting that discussion. We'll see what they want to kind of put their weight behind. That would be come apparent, you know, today and into next week. Um, Soon, a lot of um, political appointees from Frederick County are going to start having their confirmation hearings. Um, that mm. will be really interesting to sit in on and take a look on. Um,
0: do you, do you sec- foresee anything interesting coming out of out of those hearings, like some kind of fireworks on some level
1: (laughs) well the most interesting possibility is um the appointment by the recess appointment by governor hogan of nick diaz he's a member of the frederick community college board and his confirmation was held up last year um when both senators um senator young and senator huff um, wrote a letter to the senate executive nominations committee asking that a different candidate be considered um in the end, um, Senator Huff put forward um, former County Commissioner Blaine Young's name as an alternative to Nick Diaz um, for reasons that happened during the last year's General Assembly. Senator Huff ultimately withdrew that nomination and nothing went forward. So mm-hmm. during the recess, um, Governor Hogan went ahead and reappointed Nick Diaz to that position. So we'll see if, um, you know that gets confirmed this year
0: that could be fun
1: yeah we'll see (laughs) it it might just you know go through without much discussion this year nick diaz has been a member of the community college board for a a long time at this point he's had his recess appointment to that position since july
0: um when we get together we're going to do this every friday right i do believe so i'm excited for it are you excited for it
1: I'm excited for it. Are, are you going to send
0: us Next postcards? week we can
1: talk about some specific bills and what they do. That might be Well, fine. yeah, that uh, that's kind of where I was more. going like Yeah.
0: Yeah. In terms of kind of expectations for next week, you, do you foresee a lot of a lot of bills? coming through that we'll we'll be able to dissect and i
1: think so when i was talking to you know frederick county lawmakers earlier this week i was asking them what bills they're introducing and um almost everyone was saying well i'm finalizing the list as soon as i have the final list you'll have it um so i think there's still you know a, a pretty large number of bills in drafting and hopefully next week a lot more of them are out of drafting and into the hoppers so we can discuss them
0: bills like bill green Bill. No, no but he was
1: here joke. taking photos. Yeah. It was nice oh, to good.
0: see him. We, we <laughs> love Bill. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you've you've got to get back to work. I do. Uh, we hope you have a very fruitful Friday. Is, are Fridays a long day?
1: Uh, Fridays are a short day. Oh, um, there's usually delegation meetings or caucus meetings in the morning and then um, a floor session and at this time of the session only some of the committees will meet today. Um, okay. There are a couple of kind of points during the session where committees will meet late late into the night on Fridays but right now is not one of them
0: well that's good I think as Brad Young would say it's the freaking weekend baby so it's time to have me some fun he tweeted that I out will once. try uh, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time Danielle we look forward to doing this next week good luck out in Annapolis
1: all right thanks Colin.
0: In Session is produced by Graham Cullen and Chris Sands. A special thanks goes to Kelsey Luce for composing our theme. Now be sure to hit subscribe on iTunes or Google Play so you can stay current with all the developments in Annapolis this session. Join us next week when we'll
2: discuss the first full week in the General Assembly.